Hey, all you beautiful souls, and welcome to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. My name is Shalane Carter. I'm your host. I'm also a personal trainer, yoga teacher, meditation guide, and spiritual leader. This podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wellness, yoga, and spirituality, and really learning to break through limitations and open yourself and your spirit up to receiving all the abundance the universe has to offer. Each week, along with myself and many other awesome guests, you'll begin to expand your knowledge and insight on how to level up and step into your highest self. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much again for joining us on the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. Um, I am your host, Jalene Carter, and I am so honored to be sitting here with Tiffany Kinson. So she is an Ayurvedic counselor. So if you're not familiar with Ayurveda, it is the sister science to yoga. And she has developed or she has put in years of her life to really help women heal their bodies through Ayurveda. So she even has a program, Radiance for Life, the enrollment opens in March, where you can work with her one-on-one so she can really help you identify imbalances in your body and things like that all through like food and through health practices and stuff like that. So thank you so much, Tiffany, for being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here speaking with you. Like I just, I was just telling her right before we hit record, I was like, I'm, I reached out to her and I was like, will you please be on my podcast? Because I think Mm -hmm. there's so much value to Ayurveda, especially to healing our bodies through food and with our modern day conveniences. I think we get away from like just some of the basics of, of self-care and, and being able to notice subtle nuances so that way we can maintain our health more easily. So um, do you want to explain to them kind of exactly what Ayurveda is? I know I touched on it a little bit in the intro, but I feel like you describe it so much better than I do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Ayurveda, like you said, is the sister science to yoga, but it's also the oldest healthcare system. It's about 5,000 years old, and it goes back all the way back to India. And it's really means the knowledge or study of life. So if you break down the word Ayurveda in Sanskrit, Ayur means life, and then Veda means knowledge or study of. So yes, the knowledge or study of life. And it's really a lifestyle guide. It's a blueprint for you to understand every single aspect of your life. And so it's more than just your physical body, but it's also your mental body and how both the mind and the body are so interconnected. Um, And so it gives you that blueprint of what foods you should be eating, what times of day you should be eating, what workouts are best for your specific body, what work, what times of day you should be working out, even down to personalities, um, so that you can understand yourself as well as understand others that you're engaging with throughout the day and understand that they might be acting a certain way because that's just their body constitution. Um, so it, it's really every single aspect of your life, of your environment, and that's what Ayurveda helps you to understand and identify and then also take care of yourself so you can show up as your best version of yourself in the world. I freaking love that. And it, it just goes to speak so much when we really say that, you know, we're all so unique, but even down to like, like that, um, just in coaching myself and I find so many of my clients are like, well, I'm not really hungry when I wake up. And a lot of them are similar, you know, they're the same dosha. And I'm like, well, that's mm-hmm. because like, this is not your time of day that you're, you're normally very hungry and that's okay. And instead of feeling, I feel like it allows you the, 
grace to really just be who you are and listen to the own um, inner knowings of your own body rather than being like, oh, this food is bad or this workout is, you know, optimum for weight loss or optimum for building strength. Mm -hmm. It's like every single person is going to be so, so different. And instead of making one Mm -hmm. feel bad or wrong, it's like, no, you are exactly who you're supposed to be. This type of stuff is going to work best for you, but maybe not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I love so much about Ayurveda is that it's not a one-size-fits-all lifestyle, not a one-size-fits-all diet. It's not even a diet at all, which I love because so many people can, especially with Instagram and social media these days, you might see an Instagram model be like, oh, I'm doing keto. I'm like, okay, I need to do keto. When in actuality, based off their personal body, keto is going to be the last thing that they want to be doing. And so it's giving you the science behind it as well. And like you mentioned, the grace to be like, okay, this is what I want to do. And this is what makes sense for me. And giving you that backbone of like, okay, this is what I'm going to move forward with because I understand it. Yes. And it just, it's such a great, um, it's kind of like a guidebook for how to notice even when, when you're not feeling so good, you're like, oh, well, that makes sense. It's because I ate so much of this or this is the result of not enough of that. You know what I mean? Like there's, mm-hmm. it, you, you're able to like self-correct yourself and not really rely so much on the Instagram model or the, the media, you know, tabloids and all those things to tell you how to be, be the best version of you and have optimum health. You really rely mm-hmm. on yourself to notice those things. And I think putting the power back in people's own hands is how we really thrive as a community. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So explain to me a little bit. I'd love to know people's like history and how you got into it. Cause it's not like one day you woke up and you're like, you know what? I really want to study the oldest healthcare <laughs> system of the world. <laughs> how did it, so how did Ayurveda <laughs> find you? How did it, it, like, how did this all come to be? Yeah. So my story with Ayurveda, um, yeah, so I think it, it really starts back, and I like to start with when I first started having a relationship to food, and what I mean by that is the first time I started thinking about food as, okay, this might be a calorie, or this is something that I have to think about, because that really started my journey with health. So I am very fortunate that I had a very healthy relationship with food up until probably the end of my high school, probably around senior year of high school, and that's when I started being conscious about my body and my weight. And then ever since then, I really did diet after diet. And I got into a really, really unhealthy routine, especially in college, where I was surviving off of, I think, like 700 calories a day and a little cardio bunny. And I know, I know. And I think back to like my younger self, my younger Tiffany, and I was like, I wish you knew what you know now, but it's all part of where I am today. It's all a lesson. Exactly. And so I was extremely unhealthy and my body was falling apart. I was always really cold. I had really bad digestion. I had lost my period and my hair was falling out. Mm. And I had gone to the doctor and like, oh, just add some more fiber into your diet. Like, okay. Not really understanding that there's something going so much, so much more within my body than I was understanding. Mm -hmm. And then after graduating college, I went into macro counting. And so that was the next form of diet that I got into, but I took it a little bit too far where if I was allowed or 
wanting to hit an X amount of carbs, I would undercut that by 25% to make sure I wasn't gaining weight. And um, so it was just like this really bad mentality that I had personally with food and my body. And I had tried raw vegan, I had tried keto, I tried hard, high carb, low fat, low fat, high carb, water fast, juice, juice cleanses. I was trying everything and I was always feeling so horrible. Like always not great, not always never feeling great by myself, but also within my body. Like I had low energy and again, digestion was awful. I had really bad skin. And then I got to a point where I was like, I'm just going to, I just want to give up. Like, I don't even know what to do. I don't know. I tried everything. Nothing's working for me. And then about three years ago, my friend said, Hey, have you, have you listened to this podcast by Nick Broadhurst? He's a podcaster from Australia. And she had said, oh, well, he's talking about Ayurveda. Like, maybe you should listen to it. You're into health. Like, you'd enjoy it. And as soon as he started talking about it and I was listening to that podcast, it was almost like my soul knew. It was like, this is what you've been waiting for. Because he was explaining, it's not a diet. <clears throat> it's not a diet. It's customized specifically for you. You can live in abundance. And it's more than just the food that you're eating. It's a whole lifestyle blueprint for you. And that is what really got me was him saying it's not a diet. It's not something strict. It's to make your life less stressful. And so I started applying these Ayurvedic principles that I was learning. And my life started just changing. My digestion got so much better. My acne cleared up. My moods changed. Uh, my period came back. And it just really, really changed my life. And I'm so grateful for that. And that's really how I became so passionate about Ayurveda and really started studying it. So um, a lot of, um, I know a lot of people who do study Ayurveda go to India because of it just kind of being the source and the hub. Did you do that? Or were there, did you do another option? You were able to stay in the States or how did that work? Yeah. So unfortunately I haven't gone to India yet. Something that I would love to do. I did school online. Mm -hmm. um, just because still doing, um, I'm still in corporate America, but this is something I was really passionate about. So being able to do school as well as have my career at the same time. Um, so that's, that's what I did. And I did it through the Shakti school and it's a feminine form type well, school yeah. where it's all women in the class. And it's, it was a very, very special experience. That's so amazing. That is one thing I have to say, like, even sitting here now and being able to talk to you, you know, hundreds of miles away and share experiences on a common like interest and a common love, like you don't realize how much I think uh, the internet and, you know, the media and all of those things of, you know, the like electronic age of, of and technology age that you don't realize like here you were able to study a science that for so long had only been offered in India and you would have to travel to India. So for you to be able to mm -hmm. be educated in this, stay where you are and be able to now serve so many women, you guys, her um, Radiance for Life just opened up and already sold out. So she's, she's not taking any more <laughs> um, clients until March. And that is such a profound thing to be like, wow, I... I was able to, you know, stay close to my family, still stay rooted in, in what was right for my life um, and what was comfortable while still growing. And instead of, you know, just giving you that convenience to be able to grow at the same time, you know, and 
I just think that's mm-hmm. such a cool, cool experience. And I've had so many experiences as well of things that I'm like, man, if I would have wanted to do this 10 plus years ago, I wouldn't have had the option because it's not where I live. But the beauty of the internet here is like, you know, you can hop on and work with Tiffany and she can, you know, coach you in Ayurvedic practices and be able to guide you and stuff like that all through the internet. It is just so freaking cool. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love it. And yeah, again, I'm, I'm so grateful for the day and age that we live in of exactly what you were saying of being able to connect with people that are miles away as well as learn something that is so ancient and so special but being able to do it online and via the internet so then how did how did your radiance for life method really blossom like because at this point up until this point you're like okay I went to school and stuff like that and then I feel like to go from just you know learning about the science of Ayurveda to really teaching it and guiding others that's quite a journey in and of itself how did uh how did your brain kind of like formulate all that and put it together? Yeah, so it really started with me just wanting to understand Ayurveda in general. So that's why I went to school. And then I was talking to it about about Ayurveda with my friends and family. And it started by word of mouth of me working with people. And then it started to branch out of a friend of a friend. And I had put together all of this knowledge and had kind of an outline of how I like to walk through things with people. and then as like this is such a passion of mine it's what i love 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 talking about and i want to change other women's lives so why not put together a program and see if people are interested and have structure around it and i know we'll go over the doshas later but i'm such a pitta that i want like structure and routine for everything and so i put I'm together <laughs> that program what was that? that i said i'm a pitta too <laughs> So explain to people, since you already tapped into that, explain to people then what the doshas are within Ayurveda. Yes. Yeah, so doshas, those are typically the most popular part of Ayurveda. um, And that is related to the elements. And it's really for you to understand your body constitution. And they're very related to the elements. So there's five elements within Ayurveda. There's air, space fire, water, and earth, and then these help make up the doshas. And so before I get go into each one of the doshas, as I'm going through it, just understand that you are a combination of all three, and you can resonate with each one of the three doshas that I'm going to review, but you'll most likely pre- predominantly have one dosha that you resonate with the most, and that would be your um, the one that you would be wanting to work with as far as your food, your workouts, and really the way that you handle your life. Cool. Okay, so then let's so the, dive dive on in, like, just go for it, girl. Tell us what the doshas are. Tell all us right. <laughs> yeah, so, so the first dosha is vata, and this is related to the air and the space elements. So within the body, how you can identify as a vata is you are going to have a thin frame. So you'll have small, um, small skeleton structure. You'll have lean muscles. It'll be harder for you to put on and keep weight. And then you'll also have a narrow face, and your eyes will be set in a little bit more. You'll have a smaller forehead, thin lips, drier skin, drier hair, um, and you also might have a little bit more difficulty with digestion. And then within the mind, so again, Ayurveda is very interconnected between the body and the mind. So within the mind, you're going to be pulling in more of those 
air and space quality. So I like to think of them as your space cadet friend. You have a lot of different ideas or you're thinking about one thing and then all of a sudden you're on to the next topic. So it's very spacey within the head. Um, but again, very creative, lots of ideas, very future oriented. So they make really good arter, artists, writers, more of the creative type. So that's how you would identify with a vata within the body and the mind. And a lot of times your dosha will go out of balance. And how you'll notice that is specifically with a vata is around digestion. So you'll have a lot of bloating, a lot of constipation. You might have a dry colon. Um, and the imbalance might also manifest as having dry skin or dry hair or weak bones and also feeling very, very ungrounded. So feeling anxious, like you can't sleep um, and just a little bit all over the place. Mm. And to bring yourself back into balance, if you're noticing some of those, those qualities and those things manifesting in your body, you really want to focus on grounding. So one practice is really just like earthing, grounding yourself on earth, walking on the earth barefoot, and then also eating grounding foods. So foods that are warm and wet and easy to digest, such as root vegetables, like sweet potatoes, um, more of the stews, the soups. And you're gonna wanna stay from anything dry and cold because with an Ayurveda, like increases like. So if you're feeling dry and cold, you don't wanna eat dry and cold foods. Stay away from the crackers, stay away from the green smoothies, stay away from the raw kale salad. Um, focus on the warm, the wet, the grounding. Which I think is so important to realize, like, again, nothing is wrong per se. It's just out of balance. And there are easy fixes mm -hmm. that for most people when you're like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to be healthy, they automatically go to, I should eat more salad. But if you're struggling with digestion yeah. and you have more of a vata uh, disposition, that's not the best way for you. You do need more grounding foods, more like stews. And, and like you were saying, that will achieve the same the same health benefits and the same results and really create balance in your life as opposed to creating more imbalance with greens or, or going something that would be a more traditional, like healthy, what would, what, what yeah. you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes over here. What would be <laughs> as like healthy, you know, people automatically think, Oh, I'm going to eat more healthy. I'm going to eat more salad, but that may not be what's right for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when I was talking about when I was in college and I was, going through my health health journey, I had a severe, I'm sorry, severe vata imbalance, um, being extremely thin, cold all the time. And that's because I was eating green smoothies and raw salads. That's the only thing I was eating. And I was just, I thought I was eating healthy, quote unquote healthy, but my body was just really not being able to absorb the nutrients. And it was, I was eating the foods that were describing my body currently. And so it wasn't helping me feel any better so yeah exactly to your point we think green smoothies and salads are the healthiest option but it depends on what's going on in your life and going on in your body and it's most likely not going to be the best option for you yeah yeah i love that okay so what's our what's our next dosha yeah so we got the pitta which is the fire element so it was a late to the fire element within ayurveda and for the body you're going to have more of a medium frame and you will have good muscle tone. And then for your face, it's going to be more heart-shaped. And you're going to run very, very warm. So when everyone else is needing a jacket, you'll probably be feeling pretty good and be like, okay, well, where's air conditioning? Um, and you might also be sweating a lot. <laughs> so um, that's another quality within Pitches is because you're running hot, you're going to be um, excreting more fluid. 
-hmm. And then for your eyes, your eyes um, will have will be more medium. So boxes are small and tiny, more set back. Pitches will be a little bit more, um, a little bit bigger, and your lips will be a little bit bigger. And one of the biggest things is that you'll have really good digestion. So you'll be able to pretty much eat whatever if you're within balance and be able to digest it. So pitches can eat the smoothies and the salads and all that. Yes. <laughs> that, you've got like that, what I like to call the iron stomach. Like when everybody else is like, oh, yeah. Didn't make me feel good. You're like, I feel fine. It's totally fine. Exactly, exactly. That's definitely a quality of the pitta for sure. Having that strong digestion. And then also for a pitta within the mind. So these people are really passionate. They love structure. They love routine. They're really good at focus. Um, and also they're very organized. And one of the other things is that because of that structure and that routine, pittas typically always know what time of day it is. Whereas the vata, they're a little bit more spacey and they're just like, oh, like I have no idea what time it is. It's two o'clock. Oh, I thought it was five. Like they just aren't aware. Whereas pittas, you can ask them what time of day it is and you're like, oh, it's 1.32. And you just already, already know. Um, so that's, that's a quality that you might recognize maybe in some of your friends. Um, and they make really good managers, CEOs, and they're more living in the present, whereas bosses are living in the past. Mm. So, and uh, a way to tell us... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so to tell how you're out of balance, um, you'll start to notice that you're extremely hot, and the excess heat will manifest within the skin. So any skin-related issue, for the most part, is going to be pitta-related. So if you have rashes, if you have acne, if you have cold sores or hives, if you are also sweating excessively and it's more of um, like a sour smell, a sour sweat, and then also inflammation in the body, anything with, an, with inflammation is a pitta imbalance. Um, and then from your personality, if you're easily angered or easily irritable um, or too intense, you're also having too much pitta within the body. Mm, that's so interesting. Because I think, and I, if you are no, go ahead. <laughs> I know I was just gonna say, it's one of those. It's just one of those things like you don't think about even just personality, like yeah, it addresses the body literally as a whole, down to like your emotional body and how you're responding to circumstances mm -hmm. and situations. And if you're easily angered, you don't necessarily think, oh, it's because of what I'm eating. It's because of you know, <laughs> yeah. doing grounding, or it's because I didn't, you know. It's because I, you know, for whatever it is, like too many spicy foods, so I have an excess of pitta, so I'm, I'm feeling more easily angered. And you're like, you just, again, like I feel like modern sciences really glaze, glaze over and don't hone in on the, um, the body's natural ability to give you signals that you can fix on your own, but it's mm -hmm. known that it's a signal. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, it's a lot of about tuning in and understanding some of these things because I've had a pivot imbalance in the past where I would be so irritable and so angry at certain things, but it's because I was eating a lot of spicy foods and it was just increasing the pitta with my body. Mm -hmm. um, so to bring yourself out of that imbalance um, and restore that alignment, pittas are going to want to focus on cooling down and surrendering. So eating foods that are cool quote-unquote cool not necessarily cold but have a cool quality so mint zucchini or broccoli those are examples of cool foods and you're going to want to stay away from spicy foods like a lot of ginger 
um, or chili. So we always think that ginger is really good for you. If you're a pitta, you don't want a whole lot of ginger because it's going to increase the heat within your body. Um, onions, tomatoes, those also increase heat. So best to stay away from those if you're feeling out of balance. And then um, as far as the body, try to do more yin yoga versus a very boot camp class. You're gonna wanna cool it down a little bit. Um, now, if you definitely are feeling balanced and you're feeling good to go, then do all the hot workouts that you wanna do, the hard workouts and, and all that. But if you're feeling you know, excess heat and more angry, calm yourself down before pushing yourself too far. Mm, I love that. And I, again, like it goes back to like normally, if you were trying to be healthy, you would be like, oh, I'm going to do all the, the hot yoga, the hot Pilates, the spin class, the, you know, boot camp mm -hmm. classes. And that, again, if you have this imbalance, may not be what your body needs, what it's asking you for. It's saying, I have enough. Like I can, mm -hmm. I can do without all of that. Like be a little bit more restorative, do the yin yoga, go for the walks that are gentle out in nature, like not power walking, just walking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then we have a third dosha and that is kapha. And this relates to the earth and water elements. So if you think about earth, you think of it as, rounded and structured, um, and that's kind of what the kapha energy is. So within the body, you're gonna be bigger bones, you're gonna be more curvy, beautiful, beautiful, luxurious hair, you can have larger eyes, fuller lips, dewy skin. So if you think of like Kim Kardashian and her beautiful curves, it's more of that type of body. Um, and then from a mind perspective, these are the type of people that hold space for others. So they're very nurturing. They're more like Mother Earth. They're calm, they're soothing, they're very loving, um, and they tend to focus on the past, whereas um, Vatas were always thinking about the future, Pitta's thinking about the present, and then with Akafa, they're thinking about the past. So that's how you can start to identify with Akafa around the body and the mind. And then as far as out of balance, you will probably start to be noticing excess weight, so kaphas will put weight on more easily, and if you have a kapha imbalance, you're going to have extra weight, and you're gonna feel slow and have heavy digestion, fatigue, depression is a really big thing with kaphas, lazy, um, and having clammy skin, because they tend to be pretty cold in general. And then kaphas, they tend to give so much of themselves because they have that mother mother nature, but then they will forget to fill themselves up, which then leaves them depleted, and then that leads to that depression and tiredness. Mm. Um, and then some other out-of-balance tendencies is mucus. So anything with mucus or phlegm, that's a cough imbalance, swelling, so different than inflammation, but more swelling of fluids, and then also having a really slow, slow sluggish metabolism. Those are all signs that you have a cough imbalance. Gosh, that's so crazy. And honestly, we can all probably think of like, as soon as you start to say like, oh, this person, you know, this is how I would describe most, I mean, and not everybody's exactly going to be the same, but most people I'm like, right off the bat, when I started learning about Ayurveda, I knew like, I was like, my daughter is a Vata, my son is a Kapha, like I'm a Pitta, like I was very like, I like, <laughs> start to think of like everybody in your life and you're like, wow, this makes so much sense. The way they behave. Yeah, and that's, 
Exactly. And then that helps you on your own level understand how to interact with them because, for example, my boyfriend is as vasta as can be and is very spacey and never knows what time of it is, time of day it is, whereas I like always know what time of day it is. I want to be on time for everything and just have some structure. Mm-hmm. And I used to get so frustrated with him, but it's understanding where he's coming from and that's just not where his importance is. He's just, he's just not thinking about it. So by understanding where other people are coming from, it helps you understand how to have an even better relationship with them, which I find really beautiful. Well, and like almost just you have this greater appreciation, I think, for everybody else too, because Mm -hmm. you're like, Mm -hmm. like that, like as a Vat, he's probably thinking about like, oh, I've thought about this really great place we could go for dinner and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, how come you don't know that it's 12 o'clock and we're having lunch? Okay. (laughs) You know, like, yeah, exactly. But it's like the beauty that he's already thinking, you know, of things further ahead. And he's, you know, just all these just different nuances of each person becomes so much more valuable because they bring something to the table that you don't. And not that Mm -hmm. one is greater than the other. Again, nothing is right or wrong. It's just, that's how you're just built. That's your blueprint of your body and honoring the differences and appreciating those differences as opposed to, again, like labeling them and judging them as like bad or good. Like there is no bad or good. It's just different. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So just to close out the coffee piece, and just talk about how to bring yourself back into balance if you're noticing any of those tendencies that I discussed, such as slow and heavy digestion or excess weight. Um, but one of the main things is movement. So that's incredibly important to maintain a healthy cough energy. So moving every day, whether that's walking or doing yoga. So coughs can really handle that high intensity workout. They don't like it very much, but they're the ones that need it the most. So just moving every day and then also from a diet perspective, eating foods that are light and dry and bitter, um, those are really good foods for for kapha, um, as well as astringent. So those are going to help with their metabolism and restore that balance that they're, that they're really missing. Um, so yeah, that's, and also staying away from heavy and oily, oily foods would probably be another, another good thing to do from a diet perspective. I love that you just brought that up just now because I can think back in my own life. Um, uh, one period where I was definitely like a pitta imbalance severely, um, you know, acne, oily skin, um, a little more like my siblings would call me bossy, but I'm, I mm. at the time was like, listen, I'm the oldest. So it's just a quality that I have. <laughs> I mean, and it may be, but I was definitely much more like authoritative and, um, like a little, like more easily, like testy, you know, and then mm-hmm. opposite, like I definitely went through a more like nurturing phase and I was heavier and I was really like on a kapha imbalance where I wasn't really moving and I was eating a lot of foods that are very grounding and kapha is already so grounded. I didn't need any more of that. Like I needed more fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it took, it took some time to find, and this was before I knew anything about Ayurveda, but you just don't realize sometimes in your life, like as soon as I started working out consistently, not only did the weight go down, but like my body naturally wanted like drier foods, like more of, it didn't want all the like, you know, potatoes and, and the um, like really hot, like hot meals and like the roast beef and like mm-hmm. the heavy meals. 
Um, it wanted like a lighter meal in general. It started to just create that balance on its own. And then my body wanted more balance. So mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. start doing things like working with you where you're like, okay, here's your imbalances. You start to probably notice a lot of these on your own and kind of you help people regulate themselves. So walk me through a little bit, like, um, how you coach people with all of this because everybody is so different like what is your process for um helping people balance their doshas yeah so within the program we first do a deep dive to understand what their current imbalances are so within ayurveda your doshas can change your body constitution can change but we always want to bring you back to your original one so what you're born with and that is referred to as your property and then as things go on in your life and different environments change and you eat different foods and treat your body differently, then that becomes your vikriti. So you're always wanting to go back to your first dosha, which is your property, which is my whole goal was working with clients is to bring them back to their original state. So identifying what that is as well as what their current imbalances are. And so then we really focus on digestion. Digestion is a really big thing within Ayurveda. So we work on healing the gut, and that's really the first thing that we do. And then we dive into um, removing toxins. So I lead them through a chitri cleanse, and it's a seven-day nourishing, grounding cleanse that is really great for the nervous system as well as for just the physical body in general. And then um, once we have detox, quote-unquote detox, I don't necessarily love that word, but we have cleansed the system. And then um, it's like we jump into, I like yeah, to, exactly. It's like a primer. <laughs> like, like we're getting everything fresh for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we start to focus on the diet and exercise. So I custom tailorize their meal plans for about four weeks of what different foods based on their dosha would be ideal for them to be eating as well as what different times of day they should be eating. Um, and then, of course, it's check and adjust. So I give them essentially a blueprint of what they will be thriving on and what's really going to be nourishing their body for what they need at that time. Um, and another thing that I really focus on with them, and I find this so important, is two things. One is the emotional body. So working through emotions that might be trapped within different parts of their body and talking through different things, as well as taking their body out of fight or flight. Because if you think about society today, we are overbooked we're always attached to technology um and we have a lot of that pitta energy for majority of us and so having your bones relax having your nervous system relax having your brain relax relaxing everything so that you can be more present and a lot more of the ayurveda principles that you're learning and adopting will be more ingrained within your body and you'll see more of the benefits from that Oh, that is so awesome. Well, that's like everybody's dream. They're like, they're like, yes, I want to feel grounded. And I want like, I want help knowing what to eat without feeling like I'm, you know, so regimented. It, it allow. It, I think Ayurveda is so just incredible. And I love the way that you teach it because it's so practical. It's not, it's mm -hmm. not like, it's not some fad or some craze or anything like that. Like, all of the, I love like looking through recipe books and stuff like that because it's utilizing like just herbs and and different tinctures and the foods that you eat and the time of day that you eat to just support your best self. It's not saying don't eat any of this. It's saying 
just to mm-hmm. keep balance, eat more of this. And mm-hmm. I, just, I, I love that because it allows people to just, I think, tune in to themselves. And I just think that's such an amazing, amazing tool to give people that they're forever thankful for, even if they, again, begin to see imbalance, they're like, okay, wait, my, my dosha, my primary dosha is, you know, pitta or whatever it is. And last time I had an imbalance, what am I doing? What, what am I noticing? Mm-hmm. You know, what is coming up for me emotionally? Even like that, again, it's addressing mm-hmm. the whole body and okay, I've been stressed at work. I've had a lot of deadlines and I haven't been sleeping well and, you know, and, 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 and it's like, okay, maybe if I just sat down, <laughs> just sat mm-hmm. down, just went outside, yeah. just, you know, meditated for 10 minutes, not even like in a traditional meditation, just a take a break from life for 10 minutes meditation, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you touched on it. It's, it's doable for everyone. Like even if you don't completely adopt an Ayurvedic lifestyle, there's little things that you can do every day that are quote unquote Ayurvedic, but are going to be such game changers in different parts of your life. So it's, it's totally do- doable for every single person. Mm, I love that. Okay. So we've talked a lot about like food and exercise, but there is other areas like you're saying, like little things that you can do daily. Um, I mm-hmm. incorporate some, I'm not super great at this, but um, like dry brushing and oil pulling and stuff like that. Like talk to us a little bit about some of these other areas for body care as well. That some of our listeners can maybe just implement like now they probably have like a natural bristle brush and they could dry brush or whatever it is yeah definitely so I would say my number one thing that I absolutely love is tongue scraping so that is starting the morning with scraping your tongue about 10 times and you can get it off of Amazon you can get it at Whole Foods it's very accessible but essentially just scraping the plaque off of your tongue and removing all the toxins that are built up there and by assessing the tongue you can start to understand what um, some of the imbalances that you're having as well as where toxin is building up, whether that is in your small intestine or your colon or l- your large intestine based off where the plaque is built up as well as the different colors. Um, so you can scrape your tongue and start to notice some of the imbalances that you have. And then over time, the plaque will become less and less. So I always start my morning with that. Um, and that's my number one favorite routine. Sorry, do you do that before? Do you brush first? And then this, well, at least this is my routine. And again, I could be doing it wrong, but you, I brush and then I tongue scrape and then I like oil pull or do you, how do you do your tongue? Like what's this, what's your recommended sequence? Yeah. So it's going to differ with whoever you talk to just based off preference. So what I love to do is I like to oil pull first, Mm -hmm. first thing in the morning, and then I'll scrape my tongue and then I will brush my teeth. And the reason that I do that is, um, so it backwards. well, talking about oil, yeah, so, so oil pulling is extremely important because it's, it's Ayurvedic mouthwash, right? So um, if you think about the mouthwash that we have today, such as Listerine, it's extremely harsh and it's going to kill all the bacteria in your mouth, the good and the bad. And if you know someone that really loves mouthwash, they use it consistently because you're killing all the bacteria, so you're your breath is going to get worse and worse and worse over time. So you get a little bit addicted to it. So based off of your dosha, again, the oil that you're using. So for pitta, coconut oil is great. Sesame oil is really, really good for vatas. Um, So 
you will do the oil pulling and it'll remove the toxins and then you remove even more of the toxins on your tongue and maybe any of the buildup that of the oil onto your tongue so then you scrub tongue scrape and then you brush your teeth to get rid of all of the oil and any extra plaque that might be sitting in there oh that is so well good now i'm gonna just be brushing my teeth a whole new way because clearly uh, <laughs> doing it backwards. but it's i mean everybody does it in their own way but i was like i was like yeah well well maybe maybe that's the problem <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> um, what are some other things so um for explain oil pulling to, to people i think it's become a lot more mainstream, um, but could you just kind of break mm -hmm. it down a little bit so people understand? Yeah, so with oil pulling, what it's going to do is it's a gentle way to extract the toxins from your gum and from your mouth, and there's a lot of toxins that are held within your mouth, um, and it's going to pull it out, and as you're swishing it around in your mouth, so typically anywhere from five to 10 minutes, that's a long time to be swishing in your mouth, but um, that's the recommended amount of time for people today's busy schedules. And you push it around your mouth and it's going to pull out all those toxins that are sitting in there, um, as well as any bacteria that's within your mouth. And then um, you essentially just spit it out into a trash can um, and that is going to be extracting some of the toxins that you have within your oral cavity. Um, yes, and guys, if you ever oil pull, do not spit it down your drain, okay? Oil hardens. Yes, do not do that. You have to spit it out in the trash can, okay? Not your toilet, not your... It has to be in the trash can. I had a girlfriend that was like, I don't understand. Like, we were, we had, you know, we're big into, like, health, like, all that type of stuff, and we were both decided we were going to oil pull, and, like, a few weeks later, she was like, oh, my gosh, my drain is clogged, and I can't get it to... And she's like, I've done all the things. And I was like, are you spitting your, your oil? And she was like, well, yeah. Like you would think because we're so accustomed to, you know, just mouthwash and you spit it out, but oil solidifies. So don't spit it in your pipes. Um, yeah, but exactly. oil pulling too is also really well known for um, reversing a lot of decay in the mouth. Um, mm -hmm. I know it's helped a lot with my, I'm, I had a receding gums after I had kids. Um, having children took a huge toll on my, my tooth health, um, and my, my gum health and doing oil pulling, um, as of recently has really helped with their inflammation and stuff like that. So you can look it up. There's lots mm -hmm. of good goodies on, on oil pulling, lots of benefits, but, um, what, what else, uh, any other fun little, little nuances that people can do daily to really help increase their health benefits? and incorporate more Ayurveda yeah. in their life. Yeah, maybe maybe two more that I practice regularly. And one is called Abhyanga. And it is specifically done during the winter time. But um, it is taking oil and doing an oil massage. And so you are massaging your body um, before you take a hot shower. And I love to use sesame oil. Coconut oil can also be used, but sesame oil is tri-dosha, meaning that it can be used for every single dosha. Mm -hmm. And you spend about five to 10 minutes just massaging your body and nourishing it. And it also pulls out toxins from the body as well. Um, and then you take a hot shower and wash that all off. And it just feels really great. And especially if you live in a cold environment, it is so nourishing for your body, very hydrating. Um, and also grounding. So if you're feeling some vata or kapha tendencies where you're cold, this might warm you up just a little bit. 
Mm, good to know. I've never, I've never done that. I've, I've looked into it and read on it, but I was like, Ooh, this sounds wonderful. And we are in January right now. So we are cold. <laughs> Most people are cold. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what yeah. was your last one? And then the, yeah. So this one um, is super easy and it is to drink a warm glass of water every morning. Um, that is also my number, probably my number one thing and then tongue scraping would be number two but drinking a warm cup of water every morning because that's going to activate your digestive system um, and also kind of rekindle it so if you think of your digestive system as a fire overnight it's going to um, dwindle down and then if you put a little bit of warmth on there it's going to make it much stronger whereas if you put a bunch of cold water on that it's going to extinguish it and it's going to be so much harder for it to get going warm water in the morning is so amazing for, for you. Um, I've heard some people recommend um, lemon in that as well. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think lemon's great um, unless you are a pitta. So for pitas, you want to stay away from sour qualities. So vatas are okay. Um, coffees, it's all right, but probably vatas, yes. If you're going to do anything, I'd probably do lime for a pitta in a, in a coffee. Mm. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. I feel like, honestly, like there was so much knowledge in just like a really short amount of time. And like, <laughs> and honestly, like Tiffany has just glazed over the basics of Ayurveda. But at this point, you really should be able to identify your dosha, your um, Ayurvedic blueprint. Um, there are probably things that like you, and you can be a different dosha in body and in mind. Um, so kind of noticing where those imbalances are because you can address them differently. So if you were like a vata mind and you were feeling really scatterbrained, doing some grounding exercises like walking outside on the earth, um, things like that to just kind of help ground you and, and reaffirm you and to, feel, to make you feel secure, whereas your body may be more of a kapha and so you don't need all the grounding foods per se, um, you need more light and airy foods. So you can begin to kind of assess like, am I feeling imbalances? where can I maybe do some adjusting and tweaking in what I'm consuming, um, both mentally and physically in order to really optimize my health and take my, take your health back really in your own hands. There's so much more to this, but honestly, just the, the warm water, the tongue scraping, the oil pulling, um, all of those things that, that Tiffany has given us has been just like gold. Um, so thank mm -hmm. you so, so much, Tiffany, for for coming on again like it was such a great conversation and so much education too like you know sometimes you walk out of like a, a lecture and you're like wow that was a lot i really liked it i hope i can remember it all that's how i feel right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah that there's a lot to go with an ayurveda um but like you mentioned we kind of just scratched the surface but if, even if you just apply the minimal things that you remember, it's going to be extremely helpful. And over time, you'll continue to learn and pick things up and it'll become second nature. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, so if you are interested, I know you probably are, because at the end of this, you're like, yes, I want, I, I know I have a dosha imbalance and Tiffany can help me. Um, her Radiance for Life method, the enrollment opens up in March and begins in April. So if that's something that you're interested in, you can find her on Instagram at I am underscore Tiffany, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y Grace, 
G-R-A-C-E, all one word. Um, or you can check her out, um, her website, um, balancewithtiff.com. Um, so those are some really great ways to just honestly learn and help educate yourself. If you know that you want to enroll with her and learn more about it and apply these health methods um, of Ayurveda to your life in the interim, this is a really great way is to just consume what she already gives. Cause honestly, like I was actually really drawn to her page from all of her recipes. Like if you don't start drooling when you're going through her Instagram feed, then like there's something wrong with your tongue because like your mouth is broken because she gives you so many great recipes and ways to kind of, you know, just tweak them just a bit. If you're like, okay, I need more pitta or I need more this or I need more that, um, or great tri dosha. So hitting all three of them, they're really great for all three doshas. She just gives so much information. So you can always find her there. So I always like to ask to, um, at the end of each interview, um, Tiffany, if, if you made it to a hundred years old, which you probably will considering like your health, like that you're on right now, you're like, listen, I'm, I'm putting in all the Ayurvedic practices. If it can survive, you know, this long, if this healthcare method can survive this long, like you'll be a hundred years old. Um, <laughs> what, what would you tell people is kind of the secret to having a happy and fulfilled life? Mm. Great question. You know, I think it comes down to really listening to yourself and living your own life. So I think a lot of us can get caught up in living the script of someone else's life of what maybe our parents want or expectations of a significant other, but really tuning in and following what sets your soul on fire and understanding what you love and following that dream that is going to lead you to a happy life no matter what. And so that's what I always encourage people to do. That's what I'm doing. And yeah, I'm happier than I ever have been by following my dream and really honoring what I love. Oh, I love that. If I mean, honestly, I feel like that alone, like encouraging people just to follow what feels good, follow what makes them happy can make a huge, huge difference. So thank you so much for that, Tiffany. I love that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, I would love, love, love if you took a screenshot, share it to Instagram on your stories, tag myself at Shalane Carter, and you can also tag Tiffany at I am underscore Tiffany Grace. Um, and let us know your biggest takeaway. We want to see you oil pulling. We want to see you tongue scraping, like share all that good stuff. Or even like, you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize like I'm a Pitta or I'm a this, like, I would love to know your aha moments. Um, so send that up there, or you can also leave a review if you really enjoyed this episode on iTunes. Um, I would really appreciate that. So thank you everyone for tuning in and thank you Tiffany for being here. Um, cheers everyone. We'll talk soon.